Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 35, and if you counted all four seasons, that's 185 episodes of beer and football goodness. I'm Craig. I'm Cinch. And Cinch is here. I'm here. Britt has a prior engagement, so Cinch is gladly filled in. Thank you, sir. How are you? Things are great. Good. Good to hear. You feeling good? You feel you feel all right? You're you're all right. You're good. You have beer. Everything's good. Bush. Uh, oh, that was too quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm good. Good. I got my my COVID shot today. Nice vaccine. Good, good. So a shot in the daytime, beer in the evening. Nice. I mean, that's what Sean did. It it seemed fine. Now, did you get your shot like at a? at a medical facility or did you just like drive up into Walgreens and do it? Yes, it was. Well, it was in an old school. It looked like hmm. old brick building. All right. See, I, I don't know. I just have doctors this... and nurses and stuff. All right. I just have this weird thing about, I don't know. just going into a random Walgreens. I don't know. It's just in my head. I'm sure it's fine. It's just me. Hey, you know, get the shot. Who cares where? Who cares from who? <laughs> well, I mean, you may want to care on the who part. Eh. I mean, you just don't want some random person to drive up to you and stab you in the arm with a needle and drive away. <laughs> That's what happened with Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> wow. That's true. But he's... And now look where he is. He's he's with the Texans. I mean, that's like the worst case scenario. <laughs> Poor Texans. Uh, but, sir, I heard you open a can. Uh, what are you drinking? I have Fiddlehead. Oh, nice. I had that before. What do you and... What do you think of its unpasteurizedness? Well, it, it's very cloudy. I can't see anything. Yes. And I, I've learned just from the beer cans... Mm-hmm. Then I must be getting old because I'm having a harder time reading them than anything else. <laughs> well, sometimes you got to fit a lot of, um, you know, you have to fit a lot of print on a beer label, you know? Yeah, let's go with that. It's not me. It's the can. <laughs> it's the can's fault. It's the can's fault. <clears throat> uh, so I have a can, uh, a can of beer, by, and it's another beer by Mickler. It is a new beer that they have. This is called Burst. Uh, not to be confused with the Burst that uh, was from the <clears throat> Fox Brewery that Brick gave me. Uh, this is a West Coast IPA. It's 5.9%. And it's pretty... There's tons of light penetration. Um, oh yeah, quick sidebar. It took four seasons, and I don't know why, but we made an Instagram account, which uh, we were going to start putting the beer that we have on the podcast and, th- you know, a random beer that we have at the week or when we're at a brewery. So we're going to start posting on there so you can see what uh, what we're up to. So, yeah. Fiddlehead tastes just like beer. <sighs> That's a good thing. I mean, I don't think you want it to taste like Yoo-Hoo. Well, you know, sometimes there's there's beer that is... It tastes like coconuts, and it tastes like yeah. Uh, that's chocolate. that's true. That's a very valid point. This just tastes like beer. Yeah, I sometimes you know I really because I like the Broken Skull IPA. That's also a West Coast IPA. Because I you know I love New England IPAs. They're very juicy, very citrusy. But sometimes you just want something different. And I think the white the West Coast IPAs are a good fit, at least for me. Every time I go out and buy beer, I mm-hmm. buy. I, I buy something that tastes just like beer. Good. And then I try and buy some kind of a dessert type beer. Okay. All right. So I've got the, uh, what the hell is it called? Chocolate cannoli or something. Does that oh, sound yes. Mm-hmm. I yep. got that in the fridge. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple of those dessert beers. Some of them <clears throat> for me are, they're way too sweet. I can't drink the whole thing. Hmm. But that's me. Uh so I yeah, think I, could, you, I yeah. think I could drink the whole thing, cut it open, and lick the sides. But it sounds <laughs> dangerous, so I don't do that. You know, unless all right, I'll make an exception. If someone comes up with a rainbow cookie be- dessert beer, I'll be more than willing to drink the entire thing. See, you said if someone comes up with, as if that isn't out there already. I haven't looked it up. I just thought of that right now, but I probably is. So if you're listening to this and you've had a rainbow cookie dessert beer, let me know. <laughs> I've got a dumb question. Yeah. 
what is a rainbow cookie? Uh, so <clears throat> rainbow cookies are an Italian cookie dessert. So they're little squares, little blocks. They're covered in chocolate, and inside is different layered uh, colored cake. Looks like a rainbow. Okay. Yep. My One of my favorite desserts. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, growing up in Bridgeport, there was a lot of Italian bakeries, so... Luigi. There, yes, Luigi and um, Del Pret. Mario. Yes. There's a Mario lot of Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> and their brother, Tony. Oh, boy. He's I was here all night, folks. I was right. right? Wasn't there a <laughs> Luigi and a Mario? Uh, there what? Well, there's the Mario the Baker, but that's a pizza place. I played Little League with the kid. His name was Leo. I don't know. It doesn't really fit, but... Really? I, I did. I played Little League with him. Huh. Go figure. Small, small town. Actually, it really isn't, but, you know. Well, this is, like, the most interesting podcast there is. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. How, you know, how is your beer? How is my beer? Yes. Uh, it's So, like I mentioned before, it's a West Coast IPA, so there's no citrus in it. It dries your mouth out at the end. Uh, so it's a, it has that little bit of a bite, like little bizzer, bitterness, kind of resin, I guess, kind of taste. Uh, so I like it. All right. So now we are going to, well, we have one topic that Cinch wants to talk about. But after that, we will be going into NFC free agencies since Britt and I covered AFC last week. <clears throat> but the the main topic, for our first main topic, would be the situation happening in Houston with their quarterback. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and yeah. you know what? I don't yeah. want to talk about it. You do. Because, because I'm afraid anything you say is going to land you in you're going to get wished out to the cornfield like <laughs> wow. in um what was that uh twilight zone movie you've seen the movie right twilight zone movie the movie no? or the show the movie i don't think i've ever seen the movie i've seen both i've seen it. the old show and the new show i don't think i've ever seen the movie it's like four different episodes into a movie oh, and okay. one of them there's a kid that's like 12 years old Mm-hmm. And he has some kind of power where if he doesn't like you, he wishes you out into the cornfield and you're like gone into the the haunted, scary, dead forever kind of cornfield. So That's all the adults are kissing this kid's ass, doing whatever <laughs> he wants. And it's like, you're you're happy now, right? Right, Tommy? You're happy? You got everything you want? And he's like, no, I don't like you. And they're going in the... the... So anyway, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. All right, so I I wanted to do my research. I wanted to look into this. I wanted to sound intelligent mm-hmm. about the stories and the accusations and what's going on. The problem is nothing is out there other than X number of women are accusing him, and I say X number because every day the number changes. True. Are accusing him of, what what's the correct wording, sexual misconduct? I mean... I think that's how the I, NFL's worded it, yeah. From what I understand, he he is touching them with his penis, and that's pre- it, it's all accusations. There's nothing. The Houston Police Department, as of the last time I looked, still had no affidavits or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's basically this lawyer has all of these women in a class action type lawsuit against Watson. Right. So. You know, I don't want to defend Watson in any way just to say that there's no proof, there's no evidence, there's no there's no accusation. I mean, there's accusation he did this, but you don't even get a full story or, or anything. So it, it's tough. I mean, this is, the, this is a big deal story because you're talking about a top five quarterback who there's no way around it. He will be put on the commissioner's ineligible list. The exemplist, yep. Yeah, I don't think he plays this uh, this season coming up. And it's got nothing to do with him sitting out or wanting to be traded or anything. You would be nuts to trade for him. I want my team to get him. You'd be nuts to trade for him. You, you've got to see how this whole thing gets settled. And, you know, it's like I said, there's all these accusations 
one or two or three or four, all right, this could be a, a money grab situation. Mm. They're they're talking about up to thirty four women or it's up to thirty four. <clears throat> the last time number, I read anything, it was fifteen. Yes, it's fifteen. But uh, and again, so now I'm going to listen to a lawyer and I'm going to trust what the lawyer is saying. So the lawyer is saying he's got uh, sixteen more women or something on the side that are uh, preparing to make the same accusations. And huh. I'm just saying when the number gets that high. It's scary because this can't be made up. This can't be a couple of women, yeah. ex-girlfriends that are angry or <clears throat> mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't even know. I don't know, so I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. It just seems like there's there's a lot of smoke here, so there's got to be fire. So then my next question would be, okay, let's say he did this. How does it end? Well, it's going to end with it, it's not criminal, so it's civil. So, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to be paying all of these women that accused of money, okay, great, they deserve it, okay. Mm-hmm. Then what? Because now the NFL is going to have to... <laughs> you can't just say, okay, it's been settled, you're good to go. Yeah, they're going to... If that happens, I think they say, yeah, you can't play for a year and you have to take XYZ class or do XYZ and find him this and then let him play. And then they'll say, well, if you do it again then you're gone. It's going to turn into like a, I think it's going to turn, it would turn into an Antonio Brown kind of situation. Unless there was some hard evidence, you know, like the whole Ray Rice in the elevator thing. And then he would just be gone. But I mean, what makes him gone? Look what, um, Oh, I'm blanking. I didn't think I'd bring up his name. Oh dear. The, the dog, Brown. uh, the dog ring, the, uh, the Michael quarterback. Vick. Yeah. Michael, look what Michael Vick did. That was pretty bad. It was bad enough that he went to jail. He came back. Right. I'm not compar- I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying Michael Vick did something pretty bad, went to jail. He came back. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown did some of the craziest stuff. Uh, who knows <laughs> what's true. going on with him? He came back. It was, it was eight games, I think, he was suspended. And mm-hmm. he came back. I just wonder, yeah. what is... Is it a year? Would a year be good enough? Because if he has... Let's make it 15. If he has 15 accusers and he pays off, and I don't mean that pay off in a negative way, but he pays 15 women mm-hmm. for his, you know, his conduct. Right. Yes. He did it. He's sorry. He, he'll never do it again. Here he's paying these 15 women. How do you let him come back in a year? And I'm not saying you suspend him for life, but when he comes back in a year, don't you think every group is going to be protesting every ad agency every uh you know budweiser every everything you're not going to be able to have a commercial on during a game because they're going to be saying boycott this and boycott that i mean maybe the nfl has such gray areas with their code of conduct rules and they're like um Morality clauses. I don't even know if the NFL has one really officially <laughs> compared to baseball. Um, it's, it's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> right, <yeah>. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. <clears throat> I think if anything happens, he's gone for a year and then he comes back. Again, unless it's a video like Ray Rice, then and then maybe even Cream Hunt. Like, look what happened there. He got, you know, let go from the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he came back. And he came back. <clears throat> I think the problem is with this, I can't imagine there'd be video because of, you know, what's being. No, because it would. I think if there were video, it would be out by now. So if there's no video, mm-hmm. anytime there's any kind of settlement where it doesn't go to court and has an ending and they announce the verdict, if there's a settlement, there's going to be confidentiality clauses so no one's going to be able to say anything right so he could be the worst human being alive we'll never know because of that the confidentiality and okay so he misses eight games he misses 16 games it's not like it's going to matter in houston they're not going to the playoffs with or without him i don't know it's just i think it's impossible to have an intelligent opinion about any of it because we don't even technically know what it is other than the lawyer saying what the lawyer said. And you can't trust the lawyer. 
But saying that, I don't want to make it sound yeah. like I, I am anti-victim. It's just <clears throat> I don't know. There's nothing to believe yet. Not yet, anyway. I mean, there might be, or what's going to happen is, you know, everyone who's brought up a case against him are going to get a settlement, and then part of that settlement's going to be you can't talk about this in public. And then and we'll see, never that's know. the problem. We'll never know what happened. Right. And if nobody knows what happens, that makes it easy for the NFL to just say an agreement's been made between the two parties. He's going to miss four games and he's back. Mm hmm. Exactly. And that's not right. No, it's not. But, the, you know, just like with everyone else, the NFL is going to do its own investigation. And then, they, you know, at the end of it, they're going to make up whatever finer exactly. punishment they want. So you you said it right. At the end of the investigation, they're going to make up whatever they want because that's right. how the NFL acts. Yes, in these situations, yes. Now, in all situations, I hate most situations. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Wow, that um, unpasteurized, unfiltered beer really got to cinch pretty fast. I'll drink to that. Echo, echo, echo. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and yes, I did not mute my phone, so I apologize for that. But you know, it is what it is. So, anyway, on to the NFC and free agents. So, it is March 24th. Uh, we are going to go through the NFC free agents, take a look at each team, you know, see if anyone made some giant moves or if they've improved or not improved. So, let's do it. All right. So, we will start with the NFC East. And the first team on that list, and still no one can explain to me why the Cowboys are in the NFC East, but anyway, is the Cowboys. <laughs> And the big signing there was Dak got four years, $160 million. 126 of that is guaranteed. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. You, you got to love the guaranteed contracts. Yeah, you know, I mean, those are, those are smart. <laughs> At least on well, the player's see, agent side of it, you know. So you got to figure that the Cowboys know what his – where he is in his rehab and they, they feel comfortable enough that they gave him this money. So you got to think he'll be back for the start of the season. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. The Cowboys had such a bad defense last year. I don't know if it's going to be enough. Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> and then uh, going down the list and I apologize if I hack anyone's name. So I am sorry. Uh, we have Ty Nikishi, Nikishi uh, offensive tackle. <laughs> Carlos Watkins, Brent Urban, Terrell Basham, Keanu Neal, uh, C.J. Goodwin, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Jake McQuaid. And most of those are all on the defensive side of the ball, as since mentioned, that their defense is not super. Yeah, I, I was laughing at the, the tackle that they signed, the tie, the tie guy. Yeah. Because unless you've heard it pronounced, I don't know how you would – pronounce n-s-e-k-h-e -E. i apologize i just don't know <laughs> um <I'm sicky. laughs> so are you yes or yay or nay for the the cowboys free agents so far things gonna matter <sighs> are they still gonna be in any team are they gonna win the division i think the cowboys have the highest upside all right i don't i don't think they have the most how do I word it? I don't think it's the most realistic upside, but if everything goes well, I could see them winning 12, maybe 13 games. I okay. can't see the Eagles, Giants, or Redskins winning 12 or 13 games, but the likelihood of the Cowboys winning 12 or 13, to me, isn't equal to the likelihood that the Giants or the Reds, oh, sorry, the Washington football team can possibly win 11 games. Right. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to go through the rest of the list and see see what we have here. So the Giants, <clears throat> uh, they signed Mike Lennon. I did not know he was still going to play, but okay. Uh, Devontae Booker, Kenny Galladay, John Ross, and, you know, I hope John Ross has a good season. Kyle Rudolph, uh, on the that was the offensive signing so far. So how do you feel about those? I think Rudolph is done. I, I think he would be minimal help. Whatever. J 
John Ross, I'm sorry, I don't think anything of. Booker, Glennon, I don't think anything of. Galladay is good. Galladay got uh, $72 million for four years. So that's $18 million a year. Who else was offering Galladay 18 or 17 or $16 million? No one. I think the Giants were bidding against themselves. <laughs> they were. And Because he was talking to like four teams. So Galladay said, I want $18 million a year. And the Giants said, okay, we'll give you $18 million a year. I think they could have had him for $16 million a year. But what difference does it really make, the $2 million? It doesn't make a difference. Galladay is good, but my, my I don't know what the word is, my uh, creed in football is if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. The Giants don't have a quarterback. Oh, so they could sign anybody Daniel. they want. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, there's Leonard Williams, but he got the franchise tag. Uh, Reggie Ragland, Dory Jackson, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to spell this name because I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> it's Ifedi Odenigbo. Thank you. Thank you very or, much. Or it's not, but that's... That was it. Uh, he got a one-year $2.5 million deal, and it looks like, I mean, the Giants spent a lot of money. Yes, they did. Because Jackson got three years and $39 million. Williams got three years, $63 million mm-hmm. under the franchise tag. Hey, good for the players. Um, here's, here's my question about this Giants team. I don't know if any of them can stay healthy all in the same season. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, health is something that every team has to worry about. But again, look at the quarterback. Because that's that's the whole game. There there are probably four or five games a season for any team where it's going to come down to all right, we're down four. Here's the ball with a minute and a half to go. Get a touchdown and we win. Right. And I just, you know, like uh, Fitzpatrick, he's going to win you. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe three of those four or three of those five. Now he's also going to lose you two or three games automatically with three interception and <laughs> just terrible play. Then the defense has to show up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, but I, I I don't think much of Daniel Jones. He's so not you're a good not, quarterback. So what you're saying is you're not thrilled with the Giants' free agency moves. I think if they signed Fitzpatrick, they would have a better chance of winning than wow. another You've team. Wow, you've heard might. it here first, folks. <laughs> all right. Well, it's... That's not yep. opinion. Look at the stats over the three years Daniel Jones, well, the two years now that Daniel Jones has been in the league. He's done it to himself. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Unfiltered beer, folks. All right. So <laughs> on to the Eagles. Eagles? Okay, wait. This yep. is good. You you go ahead. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> go ahead. On I see the... the list. All right. On to the Eagles. The Eagles did not do much. They did sign a quarterback, though. They got Super Bowl winner Joe Flacco. Yippee! <laughs> Ordinary Joe. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Captain game manager. If you need a game manager, he is the guy. They all, also all signed Hassan Ridgway, oh, Andrew sorry, Adams, and Anthony Harris. And, and, and all joking aside, Flacco is a good, solid veteran backup. He is. As long as he's never on the field. I, I think he's a smart guy. I think he could teach a, a young quarterback a lot of a lot of good things. Just don't let him play. <laughs> and so, honestly, yeah. the Eagles are in such cap hell. Even now, mm-hmm. they're like technically ten or twelve million over the cap right now. So I mean, they're in, and they've got so many problems, and they got a. The Eagles are just going to be a dumpster fire this year. Uh, my opinion. What do you think? You're just letting me talk. The, You're not giving your opinion on. Well, these no, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying these cinches uh, view from unfiltered beer. What do you <laughs> think of the Giants? Go back one. The Giants. I think they could be good, but I don't know if all of these players are going to stay healthy. Okay. For a full well, season at the same time, I the, I just don't the, know if they can. The fantasy relevant players on the Giants have shown <laughs> you that they can't. So exactly. Yeah. Now you added Kyle Rudolph and John Ross. Nah. Uh, Will Booker. you draft Kyle Rudolph in any format? As a backup, sure. Okay. 
<laughs> and yes, I agree. The Eagles are a complete mess. Um, I I don't know if they're going to win anything next season. I mean, maybe a couple games, but not not many. And then we're on to the Washington football team. The Washington football team signed the smartest quarterback ever <laughs> in the NFL. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, now you got to play like the Harvard music in the background. <laughs> Is that I where can he find went? Some yeah, that's where he went. Okay, play that music there. There you go. <laughs> Production uh, note. <laughs> they also signed Lamar Miller. He re-signed. still plays? Yeah. Yep. Uh, they signed Curtis Samuel. That was a big signing for them, but it was $34.5 million. Uh, they also signed a guard, Brandon Sh- Schiff. Scherf. 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 Uh, Tyler Larson, David Mayo. They signed William Jackson III. I am sorry to see him go from Cincinnati, but... You know what? You have to go where the money is when you're a free agent, and they gave him $40.5 million. Uh, Danny Johnson, and they re-signed a kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Good for him. <laughs> so looking at this list and seeing everyone else in this division and going by last season, I think Washington has a really good shot at winning this division. I agree. that If I... If I'm picking right now today who I think wins the division, I say Washington. Mm -hmm. I like Curtis Samuel a lot, and I like Fitzpatrick a lot. And the one thing his signing tells you, you've got Fitzpatrick, you've got Heineke, and you've got Kyle Allen. Mm -hmm. I think that would take them out of the drafting a quarterback market. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. But if you're a team out there looking to draft a quarterback like, oh, I don't know, the Patriots – this is one less team you got to worry about taking a quarterback. This is true. <clears throat> That's very true. All right, so we agree that so do you think out of those four teams, Washington has done the best job so far? Yes. All right. We agree. All right. On to the NFC North. And we start with Sean's <laughs> favorite team, the Chicago Bears. Now the Bears have done a lot they signed Andy Dalton because uh, Trubisky left. <laughs> they just said, there's the door. See you later. And he uh, missed the door by four <laughs> And on the second time, he fell right through the entrance. Uh, they signed Damian Williams. They franchise tag Allen Robinson. And I don't know if I agree. Like, I understand why they did it. But he seems so unhappy last season. I don't know if I'd want to keep him. Like, I know why they did it. But on the flip side, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be worth the aggravation it may cause everyone. He was unhappy because he had a below average quarterback. And now with the signing of Andy Dalton, they also signed a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, Yeah, he's not going to be happy. Andy Dalton isn't going to make anyone happy. No, he'll make you happy until the playoffs happen. But you know, no, that was then. <laughs> that was then. This is now. <laughs> yes, everything that's happening now is happening now. Ah, uh, but yes, they did sign offensive lineman Jermaine Ifedel, if Eddie, if Eddie, uh, Elijah Wilkinson, uh, and then on the defensive side, they signed a defensive end Mario Edwards Jr., uh, Angelo Blackson, Jeremiah Adochu. Yep. That could be it. Desmond Trufant, Deion Bush, Cario Santos. That's $9 million for a kicker. And they signed Pat O'Donnell, who's a punter. And who else did they sign here? Patrick Scales. Well, if there's any team in the NFL that should be paying $9 million for a kicker, it would be the Bears. Do you feel, uh, they, do you feel they're going to need the Bears is what you're saying? Oh, I'm just saying, how many teams have lost in the playoffs because of bad kicking? The Bears come to mind first out of anybody. Okay. Uh, boy, you know, just looking at the Bears, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. <clears throat> they sign a bunch of defensive players. They have a good defense. They do, <laughs> I, depending on the I week. <sighs> you know, <laughs> the Bears are in purgatory. Yes. They're between six and nine wins. And they just want to stay. If they could win nine, I think they're happy. 
but that's not going to do much. That's going to get you no, in the playoffs. No, put you right you're in the middle of drafts. You miss the playoffs. They would be better off winning two games than winning nine games. Yes, agreed. I so does one. Andy Dalton upgrade them in your mind? It gives them a couple more wins after watching Trubisky play. Wow, you really think that? I think that. But also really depends on Allen Robinson, too. And I honestly don't know who their other receivers are. Couldn't tell you. Do you know? I'm not a Bears fan. <laughs> so what you're saying is you have to be they a have... Bears fan to well, know they, who their other have, receivers um... are. <laughs> They have the guy that was a rookie last year. I think his name's Kevin White. They have uh, a couple of tight ends that are kind of big, bulky fellas. Um, they have a couple of running backs that disappoint. Um, yeah, that's what I can remember. All right. All right. And now we go on to your NFC favorite team, the Detroit Lions. And they're Cinch's <laughs> favorite team because they have a new quarterback, and that quarterback is Jared Goff. Why don't you run through the list and then I'll go on. <laughs> then you they can go take a break, signed... have a drink, order something to they eat. All... <laughs> they also signed Tim Boyle, another quarterback. Uh, Jamal Williams signed a two-year deal with them. They signed Rashad, Rashad Perryman to a one-year, $3 million contract. They signed Tyrell Williams. Uh, they also signed tight end Josh Hill. And then a few defensive players, uh, Charles, Har- Charles, Charles Harris, Romeo Okara, uh, <clears throat> Michael Brockers, Alex Alanazone, said that probably Pansalone. wrong. Thank you, <laughs> Don Mulback and Randy Bullock, also a former Bengal. Okay, so remember how I said Jared Goff isn't good? I you said that several times last season. Yes, I really meant it. I've been saying it since the 2018 season because you broke when... him. That is why. Well, you know what. I you and your Patriots like, broke him. That's what happened. I kind of felt like he wasn't as good as they were playing, like they were overachieving. And then they made it to the Super Bowl, and he had a look on his face like, I may never complete a pass again. <laughs> and then since then, he's not been good. Yeah, he has He has Super Bowl hangover. Let me tell you, if I could pick the Super Bowl right now mm-hmm. for next season mm-hmm. and my words would make it happen, I would want to see the Browns play the Lions. Because no two franchises deserve to be in the Super Bowl more than these two teams. And I know you would hate it for the reasons, you know, your division rival. But come on. I mean, the Lions deserve a break. Can't they get a break? And now they're stuck with Goff, and he's going to be just the, good enough you know, that they're going to give him the another The Lions contract. are one of the oldest teams that have never been to the Super Bowl. It's kind of sad. I know. It's I would want to see them in the Super Bowl, too. I mean, Sean and, wouldn't, but, you know. And you know what? The Lions are the kind of team, just like the Bears, that they would be better off just saying everybody on the team is caught. We're gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna take the loss. Give us the first pick. We're gonna get every comp pick we can for every free agent that left, and we're just gonna build everything. They need to. Hopefully, they hired a good coach. I don't think so because he's talking about chewing ankles and biting kneecaps, and doesn't sound yeah, like I don't the know smartest guy here. in the room. Yeah, I don't but, know. They need to get a GM and a coach and say, look, you're here for the next eight years. Next eight years, we're not firing you. So for (laughs) eight years, fix it. Because let me tell you, I know nothing. (laughs) Make me a GM. Make me the GM of a team. And I bet you I could figure something out. (laughs) So I don't know. I feel bad for the Lions. I do too. It's not right. It's not. It really isn't. They try and just it's not things fair. Just they don't show work. up. They show up on time almost every time, and they're hardly ever drunk when they get there. That's true. You know, when they had players like Megatron and Barry Sanders, and nothing, nothing. I blame the parents. Yeah, that is true. That is that's where it starts. All right. So next on the list is a team that has not done a lot. I mean, I guess they really don't have to. Uh, they re- the Packers. That's what we're talking about. Uh, they re-signed Aaron Jones for $48 million. That is a lot of money for a running back. Uh, they signed, re-signed Mercedes Lewis, and they re-signed Kevin King. So, and they're the best team in the division. They are. What do they have that the Bears and the Lions and the Vikings don't have? Uh, a good quarterback. Yeah. Yep. And, and, yeah, no, that's really it, really. 
That's it. And that being said, I, I'm the leader of the Aaron Rodgers is overrated fan club. Right. But because, out of those out of those four teams. Oh, it's not even close. You the other three don't deserve to be in the same sentence. <laughs> wow. And now remember folks, that's Cinch saying this. So that that's a lot. That's a lot. Aaron oh. Rodgers has been to two AFC champion uh sorry, NFC championship games. That's it. And he's as good as he is. I'm not saying he's got to make 10 Super Bowls, but I'm saying he's been to two NFC championship games. Mm-hmm. He's won one, he lost one. Right. And then compare that to everyone else in the division. And yes. Right. And All I right. didn't even bring up Brady. <laughs> so on to the Vikings. All right. So the Vikings re-signed Amir Abdullah. They signed Chad Beebe. Uh, they signed offensive lineman Rashad Hill, and then they went defense with Stephen, uh, Stephen Worthley, Dalvin Tomlinson, Nick Vigil, and Patrick Peterson. Side note: I tried to go to Tomlinson's today, and the line was re- like the line of cars was wrapped around the building, and there was a girl standing outside with an iPad. I think she was taking people's orders, so I did not go. I have nothing negative to say. I've been going there since I was like five years old. Best food in Connecticut. It is good. It is good. I just didn't feel like waiting in a line of cars. They are not overrated. <laughs> they are not. I think the shack was better, but they're still very good. Yes, I agree. So out of this division, who do you think who's the winner in free agency right now? Uh, winner in free agency? <laughs> it was the Packers. Just the Packers, Packers. just because they re-signed Aaron Jones. (laughs) No, no, they want free agency because the other three clowns that run teams in their division don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) That's another way to win. They did it. Yeah, I agree. The the Packers are going to win this division again. I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, Cinch is right, and I think Sean mentioned this himself. They're just they're going to win eight games, and then nothing's going to happen. And then you're right back where you were at the beginning of the season. Then you're like. What should we do to win nine games? (laughs) See, the Bears' problem is they don't know who they are. They think they're better than they are. Mm. And they're not. They're worse than they are. (laughs) That's true. If they only self-scouted themselves and said, you know what, this isn't good enough. We don't have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, find a way to get one. Lose enough. Trade a guy. Get a first-round pick. Something. They've got a guy trade on the up. defensive line who's pretty good. They could probably trade and get a first-round pick next year or even this year. And maybe you trade two first-round picks, you move up, and you draft a guy. No, nah, they're good enough. They'll be fine. Hey, they got <laughs> that kicker. Yeah, that's right. Then they'll, they'll need him. They'll need him. All right, so on to the NFC South, and we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons signed Mike Davis to a two-year deal worth $5.5 million. They also signed tight end Lee Smith. Actually, they acquired him in a trade with Buffalo for a draft pick. Uh, then they went defense. They signed, re-signed Brandon, or signed Brandon Copeland. Uh, Barcavius Mingo. We'll go with that. Eric Harris and Fabian Maru. So, so we're following up with another team the Patriots broke, the Atlanta Falcons. That's, see that? Cinch broke two teams in the NFL. See that? Mike Davis is good. I like Mike Davis. I like Mike Davis. Mike Davis is a solid running back. I think they need an answer for their quarterback of the future, though. Maybe. Well, they, I think they're a good bet to draft in the first round, the quarterback. You think so? I think they're going to take fields, but I don't want them to because I want the Patriots to take them. You know, if you were Atlanta, maybe mm-hmm. you trade down and you pick up a first-round pick. in in the Call the Patriots for the sake of argument. They're 15. You pick up 15 and maybe a one and a three next year. I think Atlanta is in the, I don't know. I mean, their, their fantasy receivers are good starters. They're guys you want to use, mm-hmm. but the team itself is just, yeah. I don't After know. After the Super Bowl, kind of just went bleh. So, all right. So next is the Carolina Panthers. They signed David Moore and they signed Dan Arnold, a tight end. They also signed a bunch of linemen. They signed Cam Irvin, Taylor Moten, uh, Pat Eflin, John Miller, 
Then they went defense with Morgan Fox, Denzel Perryman, uh, Hassan Riddick, Rashawn Melvin, and J.J. Jensen. Now, do you think, think the Panthers are, like, mid-rebuilding? I think they're – if you take out quarterback, mm-hmm. because Carolina – sorry, Teddy Two Gloves. Carolina doesn't have one. But everything else they're doing I really like. I wish okay. they could have signed uh, Curtis Samuel again, but he left. Um, I, I like the way they're building. I, I think they're taking the thought process of we're going to rebuild with every position and then add a quarterback at the end. They're the kind of team that Russell Wilson could, if he were to ever get traded, get traded to, or Deshaun Watson, if he were to ever get traded, could get traded to. Mm-hmm. And they would go from being a eh, six win, a seven win to like a 12 win team or an 11 win team. So yeah, I think no, they're on I, track. I see that. But in, until they get the quarterback, not a lot of it really matters. That's true. And speaking quarterback, the one in New Orleans left, but now there's another one. Uh, so we're on to New Orleans. So they re-signed Jameis Winston. Uh, they also signed, re-signed Ty Montgomery. And they signed a fullback, Alex Arma, and offensive lineman James Hurst. And then on the defensive side, they went P.J. Williams and Marcus Williams. So the yep. Saints, I don't, yeah. Now, how do you feel? They gave they gave Taysom Hill a really big contract, but it's either side can cancel it whenever they want. Yeah, that's one of those fake deals that the uh, the last three years just get wiped away, and he becomes a free agent. I don't think they have a quarterback. I you think don't they think, have a smart. You don't think coach. one of them is their future. If they just give it to Jameis Winston, I'm just I, I fear the turnover. If I could have my quarterback do anything, I want him to not turn the ball over. And if you could help us, that's great. Just don't turn the ball over. And that's the one thing that Winston has not been able to do. Now, if you tell me that the coach can fix that, well, then the Saints will just pick up where they left off because Breeze was kind of, eh, had the arm yeah. strength, wasn't great. He's he playing with the entire broken rib cage. I don't even know yeah. how the hell he threw. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Forget everything negative I ever said about Drew Brees. He he deserves praise. He, he played with like I don't know twenty six, twenty seven broken ribs. Yeah, I think most of his ribs were broken. That's is why I, I have no pick, idea I how he played. He, he picked up additional ribs that were broken. <laughs> that that's how broken his ribs were. They that's how broken they were. Um, yeah, the Saints the Saints do have a giant. Well, I guess not a giant question mark uh, quarterback, but it's definitely not going to be the same. Hopefully uh, Winston's new eyes from his LASIK surgery help, but we'll see. All right. Next is on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they the were Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. They were or are. Either way. Um, they franchise tagged Chris Godwin because he was going to leave, so there's that. Uh, they re-signed Rob Gorkowski to – one year for $8 million. Uh, they signed a guard, Aaron Stinney, and then they went all defense. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, I wish the Bengals signed you, but they didn't, but he got a lot of money. He got $68 million for four years. And then they went, again, all all defense, Rakeem Nunez-Roches. Uh, Dominican, ah. <laughs> Sue, thank you. And Damakon. Thank you. They signed Sue to a one-year deal worth $9 million. Um, they signed Levante David, Kevin Minter, and they signed a kicker, Ryan Scoop. Suck up. <laughs> Close enough. I knew what you meant. See, here's, <laughs> here's what you need to know about Tampa Bay. Every one of these names that Craig just read, none of them are from any other team. They all just re-signed with Tampa Bay. Except for Sue. So, no, even Sue was there last year. Was he? Yeah. So what you see right there is a team that's saying, okay, we were good enough to win last year. Let's try and win this year. Except for so, Chris Godwin. He didn't have a no, choice. No, he was there too. He was there, well, but he got the franchise tag, so I don't yeah, know if he, he had a choice. <laughs> he couldn't leave. They said, no, no, you're staying here. <laughs> Walk the plank. So That's what they said. Yeah, whatever you think of the Bucks, they're rolling it back with the same exact team. They are. And they're going to throw in some free agents. I never, uh, I never not like the Bucks. Players. I always felt they were kind of 
kind of, they, I felt like they were the Bears of the NFC South. They were just kind of lost. I just, I'm not a fan of their coach. I don't like their coach. I don't like their coach either. So, but I, I'm a fan of the quarterback. Yes, that is true. That is true. Mo- so that means. We, so wait, so does that mean we have to get you a Bucks jersey? No, no, no? I'm a fan of the quarterback. I'm a Patriot <laughs> fan. <laughs> All right. So really quick, who do you think won NFC South free agency? Well, I mean, it's it's hard to say anybody but the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I would. Um, me too. I would say the Bucks because everyone other than Chris Godwin decided to stay. Think of it this way: they brought back three, four, five, six, seven, eight, including the franchise tag. They've re-signed nine guys that won the Super Bowl last year. If any other team did that, we'd be saying, "Wow, look at that!" Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> All right. So now the final division, the NFC West. All right, and we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals, who have been actually really busy. They signed A.J. Green to a one-year deal. I hope he can finish his season. Always a big fan of his, but I hope he can finish a full season. Uh, then they signed some offensive linemen. They signed Kelvin Beecham, Brian Winters, Max Garcia, and Rodney Hudson. Actually, he's, he's for the trade with... Uh, the Raiders. Then they went defense. They went. They signed Marcus Golden. J.J. Watt was their big, huge signing. Old player. <laughs> for a lot of money. Uh, Tanner Videjo, uh Robert Alford. Then they signed a punter, Andy Lee, and kicker, Matt Prater. He used to be a lion. I like Matt Prater. He's a good kicker. He's a good kicker. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about this team. Sure. The Cardinals made me sad. I don't care anything about the Cardinals. I don't care anything about the Cardinals. They could win, they could lose. It doesn't change my day at all. Okay. But they signed A.J. Green. They did. A.J. AJ Green means nothing to me. He could win, he could lose. doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now by signing him, they're going to move on from their best receiver. Larry Fitz. Yeah, Larry. <clears throat> and again... Larry Fitzgerald has done nothing for or against me. I, I have not. Won <laughs> he's a an amazing because of him. He's it's, an amazing receiver and an all-around good guy, from what I've heard. Read. He seems like a great guy. He's been a great receiver. You hate to see. Look, if they signed Galladay instead of bringing him back, you say, "All right, well, look, it was time to move on." They signed another old, broken guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think AJ Green's as good as Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, or Fitzpatrick. Fitz. <laughs> I, I don't think A.J. Green could be a quarterback. But, I mean, it just it bums me out. I, I like what they did otherwise. They, they signed some offensive line. Rodney Hudson, the center that they got from the Raiders. Who knows what the hell the Raiders are doing. They're just like, look, we have a player that's pretty good. Would you take him? Can, would, please? No, no, we don't need anything. Just... No, take just them. take them. Just here. No, no, go on. It's good. <laughs> it's fine. It's so, fine. It's I all mean, fine. The, the bringing in J.J. Watt, I'm not a big fan of, but it's a two-year deal. And you know the NFL, two-year deal after the first year, they cut him and they owe him like, it's like $5 million against your cap. It's not a big deal. Uh, I think he's washed up. And I like the kicker, Matt Prater. So, I don't know. I'm just a little <laughs> sad. Just sad about Larry Fitz. It's understandable. Understandable. I get it. I get it. All right. Next is the Los Angeles Rams, who have not been busy because they did a blockbuster trade with the Lions. Uh, their new quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Uh, they also signed Deshaun Jackson and a linebacker, Leonard Floyd. Matthew Stafford. Talk about a guy who you feel like could have had an entirely different career if he wasn't stuck in Detroit. Yeah, if, if he was anywhere else, it, anywhere, <laughs> really. <laughs> I am hopeful for him. I have nothing against the Rams. I've needed. You broke the Rams, so now it's your more. responsibility to fix the Rams. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess I did win a Super Bowl, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I had nothing to do with it. If you want to believe that, I mean, I did wear the lucky jersey. So that's right. So I, I mean, did my it, part. It does. It does start with you. So look, I showed up. <laughs> I, I mean, they did too. I didn't show up there. It's too expensive. I stayed home, but still. Matthew Stafford, I like him. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, and he'll I still would... he's still going to throw over 5,000 yards. 
I think with the good coach that he has now, and they do have talented receivers, if they can all connect quickly enough, I could see the Rams really jumping out, winning 12, having a big year. Yeah. No, definitely. I definitely agree with that that that, uh, that win count. All right. Next is the San Francisco 49ers. They were very busy on the defensive side of the ball. They had a few offensive signings. Um, you want to take a stab at the fullback's name? Oh, yeah. They re-signed Kyle Juszczyk. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a hockey name, I feel like. <laughs> definitely a hockey name. Um, they also re-signed Trent uh, Sherfield, wide receiver, and they re-signed Trent Williams for a hundred and thirty-eight point zero six million dollars. That is a lot of money for a tackle. Just made a hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. You know what? Good for him. I mean, no, it's awesome for him. He might be the best tackle in football. He's not worth it. Hundred thirty-eight million. You would not spend that on a tackle. That's what you're saying. Or I don't think lineman. I would. I think I'd let him go and say I could draft a guy in the second round or third round, coach him up, and he'll be all right. All right, that's that's fair. Uh, they also signed center Alex Mack. Then they went all defense uh, with DJ Jones, Zach Kerr, uh, Samson Ebukam. <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, Kawan Williams, Tavon Wilson, and you want to take a stab at the safety's name? Jaquiski Tart. There we go. Thank you. See, it's not about getting it right. It's just about saying it like you know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think the 49ers, even though they lost their defensive coordinator, they spent a lot of money on their defense. So we'll see well, what happens. Know, it kind of hurts me to say it. Yeah. The Niners don't have a quarterback. I had much higher hopes for Jimmy G. You don't with, you don't think with, Jimmy G is going to come back to New England? I don't want him. I pray to God he doesn't come back. Well, you don't I, want I, him, but do you think he'll come back? I don't think so. Okay. I hope not. All right, I think that's, I hope not fair. more than I think so. Uh, I just think that the Niners are another team that you don't have a quarterback. I think they've got good weapons all over the place. They don't have a quarterback. I I would be interested to see if Kirk Cousins could get traded there for Hmm. Jimmy to see what would happen. Because I think Cousins is better. I think Cousins, it would be interesting. No, I could see that. That would would be an interesting combination. Hmm. That could work. All right. And the last team, the um, drama-having Seattle Seahawks. They re-signed Chris Carson. They signed Gerald Everett. And then they signed some offensive guards. They signed Gabe Jackson, Ethan Poick. Poick. Uh, then they went defense with Benson Mayowa, uh, Kerry Hader, Pona Ford, and... <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pronunciation. I'm laughing that his name is Puna. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he would probably kill Akello me. Witherspoon. It probably. More than likely. He's a nose tackle. Uh, so, I mean, the Seahawks, I feel like, are the NFC West, like, drama bomb of a team this past offseason. Absolutely. Because Russell Wilson was like, I don't like getting sacked this much. And then no one listened to him. And he's like, can we please get someone else on offense? Anybody besides me? Here's my interpretation. <laughs> oh, stop hitting me. Stop. <laughs> and when no one paid attention, he kept going. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. They just, I just feel like once that starts between a quarterback and the coach, it never ends well. Look at Jared Goff. <laughs> you know, if I think they really broke up after the bad. Super Bowl. Cinch also it, calls that breakup. So, <laughs> if it really got that bad, I'm sorry, but Carroll's got to go. You think you've so? Got, you think well, you've, you would if you're the owner of the Seahawks, and Russell Wilson came up to you and he was like, "What the hell?" You would side with the player, not the coach. I think if you're the owner, you do everything you can to bring the two parties together 
and find a way to work together and, and fix it. Because I think Carroll, while he is insane and I'm not sure he's a good coach, Carroll's a good coach. Does that make sense? Do you know what that, I mean? I'm Yeah, I follow you. I follow you. You're not going to win four games with Pete Carroll. He's a good coach. Right. In the moment, I don't know what the hell he's thinking half of the time, but he's a good coach. He's, he's a good coach. He's probably a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, you got a 32-year-old starting quarterback who's as good as any other quarterback in the league. If you let him play and you protect him, he can win you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of that. But if the reports that we heard from Chicago were true, that they offered three number ones and three number threes and <laughs> three threes, they and offer their third round pick forever. Pick anything you want. Our team name will we'll send you some pizzas. I mean, for a 32 year old, you still don't do it. Instead, you say, do you want to do you want our coach? Because, you know. <laughs> You just quarterbacks like that don't grow on trees. That's true. That is true. That, and all of that being said, I think Seattle will win the the division. I think so. I think if they keep it, if they figure out their issues before the season starts, then yes, I agree. And you know what? Really good division. It We're is talking a good division. about the the Cardinals, the Rams, the Forty ers and the Seahawks, all four of those teams, if I said to you, two of those teams are in the NFC Championship game, it's not ridiculous. It's not like I'm saying the Jets and Dolphins are in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. This could happen. No, it's definitely good. If you told me the Seahawks and, you know, the Rams are the NFC, you know, then I would totally see that. Totally see that. So really quick, because we are out of time, who won or who do you think came out ahead in free agency in the NFC West? I think it's an easy one. I think it's the Rams. It wasn't free agency. It was via trade. But they got rid of Goff, who I don't think can play the position. And they brought in Stafford, a guy who, as long as they could keep him upright and on the field and not get his back broken, I think Stafford is a solid enough guy that he could win the division a solid enough guy that he could go into the playoffs and face off with an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, and come out on top. No, I I totally agree with that. I think the 49ers, for example, are just not, I don't know, after last season, they're just not the same team. Cardinals are almost there, I think. They need another season. Not sure how big of you know effect like A.J. Green's going to have. You know, J.J. Watt was a big signing for them, but I think out of everyone in the NFC West, the Matthew Stafford for the Rams was key. That just upgraded everyone's, every receiver on the Rams. So, And I think out of every division where we've tried to pick a winner, I think these four teams might be among the top two or three or four in the NFC in what they've done in the offseason. You, you could go the Cardinals trading for the center from the Raiders, uh, Rodney Hudson, he is really good. That That's going to make a big difference. The center is the most underrated position on the offensive line. And yeah, because he's the, 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 he's Niners the gave, The Niners gave a tackle $138 million, So he must be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So them re-signing that guy is huge because if he left to go to a division opponent, that's like a double hit. Right. So that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be yeah. interesting. It'll be interesting. The NFC West is probably going to be the NFC division to really pay attention to. All right. And on that note, we are out of time. I would like to thank Cinch for being here this week. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to be here. No, thank you. You know, every week at about this time, I do the podcast. It's just no one listens. (laughs) It's just your dog. There's no microphone. It's just me talking and... <laughs> Answering exactly. questions no one's asked. <laughs> uh, remember to you can find us on all your favorite podcast players. And a quick aside, I learned that forty four percent of podcast listeners assume that when they subscribe to a podcast, they have to pay for something. That is not true. Podcasts are generally free. You're not paying for anything. Uh, just throwing that out there. Just saying. Uh, so you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher FM, 
um, pretty much anywhere there's a podcast, we're there, uh, even on Amazon. And like I said, we are on Instagram now at FignutsDFS, so we're going to post a lot of beer pictures there so everyone can see what we're doing. And and yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Cinch. Thank you very much. All right, really quick, do you have a final thought? Uh, my final thought would be everyone should contact us on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what you think, what you would like to hear from us this offseason. Uh, what's on your mind, what you think will be the, the biggest move of the offseason, whether that's through draft or free agency or trade. Let us hear from you. All right. That's and you my know, final thought. That's an amazing final thought, and I'm going to double down on that and just agree with Cinch, and yes, do that. And on that note, folks, thank you for joining us. This has been the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Cinch. Good night, everybody. Hi, Deb. Mm-hmm.